Back-to-school kids were literally bouncing in the door. Article by Elizabeth Lee. All across the country, the sound of youngsters laughing and playing in schoolyards pierced the air last week for the first time since December. The youngest children from junior infants to second class were allowed to return to school last Monday after a third lockdown at home. For most, the day couldn't come soon enough. We're so happy to be back in school. The children were literally bouncing in the door. They couldn't wait to see their friends and be together. It's beautiful to hear them laugh again and see them play together again out in the playground. There were definitely no tears, not even from the parents, said Grange National School Principal Liam Mulhall. This time around, the return to school and coping with the various COVID-19 rules were easy for the children to navigate. Their seasoned pros at sanitising their hands, moving along the corridors quickly and coughing into their sleeves. Little bottles of hand sanitizer, it would seem, are this season's new school bag accessory. Some of the children are wearing masks, but most aren't. There's no pressure. Some of them have hand sanitizer hanging from their school bags, and there's more in the classroom. All the classes and the doors are colour-coded so they know what to do, continued Ms Mulhall. School starting and finishing times are staggered, so there's never a crowd of children in the same area, while playtimes are also spaced out. At this stage, parents know not to socialise at the school gates, while older siblings are keen to get back into their classrooms too. Leaving Cert students also made their return to school last week, while there are plans to get all school goers from primary and secondary school back on Monday the 15th of March. That's the plan and I'd like to think that it will happen because the numbers of COVID-19 cases are coming down. They all need to come back to school, concluded Ms Mulhall. Oak Park Forest Park to get €200,000 facelift. By article by Michael Tracy. One of the most popular attractions for people in Carlow Town during COVID-19 is to receive some significant improvements. €200,000 has been secured for the Oak Park Forest Park looped walks under the Outdoor Recreation Infrastructure Scheme. Countless Carlovians have enjoyed the walks over the past year and local TD Jennifer Murnane O'Connor welcomed the scheme, which provides funding for the development, promotion and maintenance of outdoor amenities such as trails, walkways, cycleways and blueways. This funding will see the removal and replacement of existing boardwalks with gravel, the provision of additional seating, provision of additional and enhanced signage, information, safety signs and road markings on link to Carlow Town and other locations. I am delighted to see the Oak Park Forest Park looped walks secure this vital funding of €200,000, said Deputy Murnane O'Connor. I have pursued this project with the Minister for Rural and Community Development and I am thrilled to see it receive funding. Oak Park is a lovely local amenity that has been a great solace to most as it is within five kilometres of Carlow Town and to see investment in this important park is hugely welcomed. Auction raises a terrific €2,700 for Little Coco. Article by Elizabeth Lee. An online auction, jam-packed with treats and lovely luxuries that took place at the weekend, has raised €2,700 for a little boy called Cosman Manole, who has cerebral palsy. 
The auction was organised and overseen by virtual auctioneers Nolene Stedman and Tricia Lowry, and they were delighted with how it went. It was fantastic. We must have had over 60 items to auction. People were bidding until way past the finishing time of 9pm. It's brilliant how generous people are, Nolene told the Nationalist. Known as Coco, Cosman was born in Romania in 2014, but his parents, Radzvan and Christine, moved to Ireland for a better life for him, settling in Friars Green, Carlow Town. Razvan has devoted his time to improving Coco's life and has spent years homeschooling his son and trying to improve his mobility and cognitive skills. His homeschooling of Coco involves intensive therapies that have greatly improved his physical condition, and after some research, he discovered a laser therapy by Dr. Fred Kahn, a retired vascular surgeon who is based in Toronto, Canada. Razvan wants Coco to get tested for the therapy, and is convinced that the treatment will repair the damage that caused his son to have cerebral palsy. The family need to raise the funds to get to Toronto and have set €15,000 as their target. With great support from the people of Carlow and beyond, their coffers are well over halfway to reaching the target. We raised €2,700 for Coco with the auction, so hopefully it will get them a little bit closer to getting to Canada, concluded Nolene. Two burglaries in Rathvilly, article by Elizabeth Lee. Gardaí are appealing for information after two burglaries took place in Rathvilly, during which valuable pieces of jewellery were stolen. The two break-ins occurred on Thursday evening, the 4th of March, between approximately 8pm and 8.30pm. The first incident occurred at a house in Nocklishan in the Ratvilly area shortly after 8pm. A side door was forced open and a number of items of jewellery were taken. A gold wedding band, a gold eternity ring, a silver pocket watch and a gold engagement ring. Gardaí are investigating a break-in at a house and shed in the Nokava area at around 8.30pm. The property owner returned home to find both the window of the house and the shed door forced open. A Husqvarna chainsaw and a charm bracelet were taken from the shed. Anyone with information or who saw any suspicious persons or vehicles in the area should contact Gardaí. Clonigal's dog poo problem has reached epic proportions. Article by Michael Tracy. The scourge of dog fouling has not escaped Carlo's prettiest village with Clonigal having its own issues. Dog fouling has now been reported in the village at the new cemetery on the Tullow Road, including one distressing incident on a grave. Elsewhere in the town, it can be found close to the school, on the footpath and in the green areas too. It's pretty bad, to be honest. The latest thing has been it appearing in the cemetery on the Tullow Road. I don't believe it has happened there before, said one Clonigal woman, who did not wish to be identified. The woman has seen the dog fowl on a wreath that was placed on a grave. It's very distressing, she said. It's just laziness. You could give them all the equipment, but it would still happen. It's only a few people. I have a dog myself and I bring a bag out with me. No one wants to do it, but you do it because it's the right thing. While dog fouling is a countrywide problem, it's at odds with Clonigal's proud reputation as a beautiful, cared-for village. Clonigal previously won awards in the National Tidy Towns competition, along with a Pride of Place award. 
Marie Byrne of Clonigal Tidy Towns said the group had previously highlighted the issue to appeal to people to mind their dogs, but it had fallen on deaf ears. It's an ongoing issue. It's an ongoing issue. We do have signs to pick up. It's not the people who have their dogs on a lead. It's those who let their dogs roam around, like on the green when entering the village. On the path by the school, it's horrible. You have children and prams and there's dog poo on the paths. You're trying to watch where you're walking on the main street, stated Ms Byrne. She also said it was frustrating to have well-kept green areas and flowers planted and then a dog comes along to dig it up and go for a poo. It's falling on deaf ears. The dog's roaming around. What can you do, she said. There's very little that the committee can do when people don't care. Ms Byrne believes the dog fouling problem has not significantly increased, but that people were out walking more and noticing the problem. Dog fouling can also have a physical impact with the story of a 60-year-old Kildare boy who was recently hospitalised after picking up a bacterial infection, making national headlines. We have lovely green areas in Clonigal, said the woman. We're really lucky that way, but you'd have to be careful. You couldn't just put down a blanket on the ground for a picnic. Rocky road and shaky status is ruining cars. Article by Michael Tracy. Locals who live along a pothole-laden stretch of road on the Carlow-Wexford border say they are struggling to keep their cars from being damaged. A woman contacted the Nationalist about the small stretch of road she lives on that connects Kilbranish in Carlow to Cran in County Wexford. We can't maintain our vehicles on this road anymore. When we drive around a bend, we have to drive on the other side of it. It's an accident waiting to happen, she said. It's just really bad, holes everywhere. The woman who did not wish to be identified had contacted Carlow County Council to have the road repaired, only to be told that it was not a public road as it had not been taken in charge by the council. This came as a surprise to her. Carlow County Council maintains it every year. This is the first year we have had problems with it. The council had previously built a small bridge over the county border in the 1980s, which has now fallen into severe disrepair and did surfacing work over the years. Most recently, some repairs were carried out before the local elections back in 2019. The resident believes the road must have been taken in charge in the past due to the volume of work carried out. There is a yield sign on the road which likely would have been erected by the council. They are saying that any work that has been done has been a mistake. They have maintained it every year, so why not this year, she asked. There are two landowners who live along the stretch of road. The road would be used by many motorists driving from the Black Stairs. The council has sent out documentation to residents so they could apply for a local improvement scheme, LIS, which covers improvement works on private and non-public roads. However, it requires 20% funding from local landowners. Why should we give money for a public road? asked the woman. Area engineer Pat Harrington said he was not aware of previous work by the council in the area. But the solution was the LIS. I am not aware of it, but it's possible someone went down there by mistake previously. We do not carry out work on private lanes, said Mr Harrington. So many more people go down this route to get work carried out. The rules are the rules. 
Mr. Harrington said it was possible for the lane to be taken in charge, but it would have to be in good condition. Then you are back to the LIS, he said. Local councillor Charlie Murphy believes the road should have been taken in charge. Carlow County Council did tar it at one stage. Carlow County Council did build and subsequently repair the bridge. The council did some pothole work up and down. What they are saying now is this road was never taken in charge. He added, it should be done. It should have been taken in charge. My opinion is that it was an oversight at the time. It's a through road, not a dead-end lane. Roisin's Time to Shine Article by Elizabeth Lee Presentation de la Salle Bagnallstown student, Roisin Cody, has been chosen by regional radio station Beat 102103 to be one of two students to represent the South East at the Shine Festival by the Shona Project. The national, virtual and interactive event, which began yesterday, the 8th of March, on International Women's Day, already has more than 30,000 people registered. Shine Festival is an empowering event for the girls of Ireland, bringing together young women as they listen to 80 inspirational women, from Vicky Phelan to Laura Whitmore, all while interacting in a safe and positive space that celebrates themselves, each other and female empowerment. 15-year-old Roisin will join Tipperary student Kelly Carroll in representing the South East on a panel of six other nationwide heroes, whose unique stories aim to inspire the thousands in attendance. In February, the Shona Project, in partnership with Beat, iRadio, Spin 1038 and Spin Southwest, launched a search for Ireland's heroes with support from Lifestyle Sports. With the aim of unearthing teenage girls who have displayed courage, kindness, resilience or community spirit over the last 12 months, just two were selected to represent each region. Roisin is one of those girls after she was nominated by her sister Orla. Orla told Beat that since her health deteriorated last year due to the need for a double organ transplant, Roisin has gone above and beyond to care for her sister. During this anxious time, Roisin's loving, caring nature came to the fore, meaning that Orla's needs always came first. She helps me every day. She always makes me laugh when I'm going through a tough time. Roisin always tries to help me with my nebulizer when I'm finding it hard to breathe. Even though it's scary for her, she's always there to help me, Orla told Beat. An award-winning social enterprise, the Shona Project has worked with Beat and other partners to deliver Shine over the years. Shine was a one-day annual gathering in Waterford City that attracted over 1,200 transition year girls from across the southeast of Ireland. Due to COVID-19, an event of this nature is no longer possible, but the pandemic has prompted organisers to go bigger. Shine 2021 has morphed into an inspirational online three-day festival created by young girls and women for young girls all over Ireland. Tammy Darcy, founder of the Shona Project, said, At Shona, we have seen firsthand the challenges that our young women are experiencing. Covid has increased levels of anxiety, stress and isolation. We wanted to create an event at which everyone who attends feels seen, appreciated and represented. Shine 2021 continues for two more days and involves more than 80 speakers across six stages. 
Orla bakes her way to a terrific 2,000 euro. Article by Elizabeth Lee. A 15-year-old entrepreneur has just baked her way into raising 2,000 euro for Down Syndrome Ireland when she spent every weekend in February making delicious buns, cookies and brownies. Orla Fallon from Ballycarney Carlow set up her own bakery, Orla's Cakes, during a previous COVID-19 lockdown, but she decided to dedicate February to raising funds for Down Syndrome Ireland and Down Syndrome Carlow. Her act of kindness was inspired by six-year-old Owen Kennedy, who simply loves to help Orla. Owen was introduced to the Fallon household when he was just two years old, because Orla's mother, Linda, is his childminder. Since then, Orla and Owen have become best buddies, and a video of them baking together was an instant Instagram hit. To raise funds for Down Syndrome Ireland, Orla sold boxes of her delicious treats, working tirelessly through every Friday, Saturday and Sunday to bake and dispatch the orders. It was worth it, though I'm delighted because I only expected to make about €1,000. But this weekend we reached €1,765 and then someone donated the rest of it to bring the total to €2,000, she explained. Orla's mam Linda and dad Shane must be very proud of their kind, hard-working daughter. She's now going to split the €2,000 equally between the local and national branches of Down Syndrome Ireland.